us in, Darian. Bring us in. Welcome to another episode of It's Almost the Weekend. Special edition. No, it's not special. It's just, it's the same. It's the same as it always is. I'm really sorry. I lied to you immediately. Not a great way to start an episode. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's all right. This is the deception pod. <laughs> deception pod. Yeah, I like it. Um, have you been indulging in any deceitful activities? <laughs> just straight up asks uh have you been lying <laughs> this whole time so joe any bathroom advice <laughs> um <laughs> that that honestly is one of my favorite moments on this pod is when we did like an evening episode or something and i asked you for bathroom advice and you were just <laughs> like any bathroom advice <laughs> just yeah. incredible delivery yeah <laughs> That's good. That's going in the Hall of Fame, that one. <laughs> uh, what's been going speaking on? Speaking of weird, uh, sorry, speaking of weird Hall of Fame stuff, I had a, um, a friend who recently got onto the pod. Oh, yeah. And, uh, she was talking to me and uh, I was watching her stream actually on Twitch and mm -hmm. um, she was like, what's the deal with the chicken? And I was like, oh, no, I have to explain <laughs> the chicken. Actually, I was thinking last week's episode with JB is a good starter episode because we treat JB as a new listener. So we explain yeah. the chicken. We explain that we basically steal all our news. It's I, I think that's a good starting point if, if you are a new listener um, and you missed last, last week's episode. Definitely, definitely check that bad boy out. I mean, I was pretty frazzled in that one, but yes, go for it. <laughs> Maybe it didn't come across. Maybe I was cool as a cucumber. I don't know. Yeah, no, you had poker face the entire time. It was very impressive. Yeah. Okay, good. Because, yeah, I just got back from driving like two and a half, three hours. <laughs> uh, and just like, you know, slept in a tent the night before. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Dom's birthday was a good time. I can't remember if I mentioned it last, last week, but. It's pretty cool being out on the old, uh, out on the old farm, Farmeroon. Sick. Um, got to chat to Roger about his latest endeavors. Uh, he's been training robots at work, which is pretty cool. Oh my God. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. They've got like simulator programs for people who drive tanks so they don't have to take the tanks out and use up all the fuel and have to maintain the tanks. So they just have to jump in this box and it's attached to one of those like robot arms. Wow. And it bounces in them around. That's, and has a little screen. That's like the start of Titanfall 2. You're in, yeah. you're in a simulation and you learn how to drive that bad boy. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was saying uh, it's, it's like a really amazing, like more than you would think, analog to actually driving the tank. Wow. You can, yeah. It's like flight simulator levels of, you know, if you do it properly, you can probably fly a 747. Oh, that's so cool. I've been looking at that, like the Microsoft Flight Simulator. I think there's only one. Yeah. And yeah. it blows my mind. The whole world is in that game. <laughs> like that, I, I don't have any experience with it. I think it's PC only, uh, hence the Microsoft label. But mm -hmm. I'd be really interested to do a deep dive into that because it seems... I don't know. I I've I don't know if we've even mentioned it in this pod before, but it seems like this <laughs> this hyper realistic like flying simulator and like the planes are all one to one and the world yeah. is one to one. Like 
I think we should talk about that. That's insane. When, <laughs> when I was growing up in primary school, I was like, man, imagine if you could play GTA, but it was our town. It's like, this is, this is pretty close. This is a one-to-one world. Let's fly to Byron Bay, see what the weather's like over there. Because I, the, um, yeah. I think the weather is real time as well. Oh, really? Wow. Um, okay. Because, like, it's just super easy for, for that game to, like, pull data from the internet about, like, what the weather is like in any given location. And so, yeah, right. man, yeah. Fly, if anyone plays or has played Flight Simulator, I'd love to hear your experience because it just seems mind-bogglingly cool to me. I think I talked about it once a long time ago, like right at the start of the pod when I was starting my new job and oh, one yeah. of the people working there had a flight simulator, like a stick oh. and like a throttle yeah, and the pedals. Yeah. yeah, that does ring a bell actually. Yeah. And we messed with it uh, one evening for like an hour or so. And it was like most of the time was spent looking at the manual, trying to figure out how to turn the plane on. Wow. Yeah. bonkers so yeah yeah there's a lot of like learning steep learning curve that if you play it like in the realism mode otherwise you just push go and the plane turns on <laughs> yeah look i think that's where where i'd be coming in hot i'd like to uh fiddle around in the realism mode just to yeah. just to see i mean i haven't been inside a cockpit since i was a kid that shit uh that shit's intimidating I've never been inside a cockpit. What's where, why were you inside a cockpit? Oh, you know, it was like pre nine eleven, and they let kids in in the cockpit. Oh, and I, I, right. I did like a lot of flying when I was young, so I I saw oh, many right. a cockpit. Yeah, fair enough. The mysteries of Darian's youth remain <laughs> locked in the locked in the box. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some Pandora level shit. We're not opening yeah. that box. That's <laughs> <laughs> some Pandora level shit. <laughs> say something about flight simulator uh, it's gone it? it's probably gone oh no that's it um like uh, the prospect of um like jumping in a plane in australia in melbourne or whatever and flying to you know japan or maybe even the u.s it's like mm -hmm. a 12-hour flight you know to get to the u.s bro it's way longer than that isn't it uh how long is it i don't it, know i'm not going to look it up but it's long it's i remember long. it being long yeah no yeah. it's like nine hours to tokyo from melbourne yeah, it's, it's gonna okay. be like 18 hours, 20 hours yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've just blocked it out of my memory because i flew there ages ago or not ages ago, a while ago now and um yeah that was that was a cooked flight <laughs> um the flight home was good but the flight there was truly abhorrent yeah i can imagine i don't like flying anyway what i was saying was um you in the game what happens you know like you get out you you uh, take off and then you're in the air for 18 hours of gameplay just sort of like watching for headwinds and looking at turbulence meters like what happens i mean i i think i think that's yeah that's it it's um that's just it it's reminiscent of like those original gran turismos when gran turismo was still good uh <laughs> you know where you could do those marathon races and you do like an eight hour race yeah um, right and i i think i think there's just like a kind of gamer zen that you that you tap into but i'm i mean yeah i'm i'm speaking out of hand here because i don't have any experience with flight simulator and so i imagine there's a couple of different modes you know maybe there's short flights or like speed up time mode because man if you're flying out of australia there's going to be a lot of flight time where you're just over the fucking ocean like that's 
that's yeah. i don't know you may as well pull up a youtube video at that point yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> which I, uh, how did the how did the pilots not lose their mind i mean you, you're doing an 18 hour flight and half of that yeah. is over the ocean my word I don't know, man. It's bring, it's giving Death Stranding, but realistic, you know? Like it's, <laughs> that's what it's doing for me. And then I think about games like Truck Simulator or Euro Truck Simulator, where you just drive on a freeway for 14 hours, and that's the game. <laughs> we, we, have we done a simulator episode? It doesn't matter. We're going to do another one, if we've already done one. Uh, Maybe. Here's what we should do. We do a 24-hour charity stream. <laughs> we do a 24-hour drive across <laughs> oh the US. God together in a truck simulator game <laughs> just leech our four and a half listeners for 24 hours of charity <laughs> streaming <laughs> oh look we promo it we promo it for a for solid two months and then and then yeah make make four dollars it'll be great <laughs> uh well until uh until that charity stream arrives how have you been keeping busy in the meantime uh yeah dude i've been playing some video games oh boy let me tell you right now <laughs> um i've been playing a heap of that game that you recommended a long time ago called the messenger oh yes love the messenger yeah i got to the point where everything changes oh uh, sick yeah yeah very cool game very mm. cool it reminds me a lot of ninja gaiden um right and it reminds me a lot of uh like a bunch of those modern side scrolly platformy games but it's just done really well like they've got a yeah. bunch of cool abilities and the enemy design is you know it's it's like fairly robust and so like you can remix it in a bunch of different ways yeah um yeah it's just it's really cool uh and, the, and then the twist that it does is, is quite neat as well oh, um, the twist is so good and the music in that oh game oh my god dude. <laughs> um, headphones up loud on the train <laughs> my journey takes 30 seconds to get home it's so good yeah fuck yeah it's uh yeah i mean that game is just a complete package it's fun to play it's surprising it looks good it sounds good uh it yeah. feels good uh feels I, really good i don't know how many of those uh bosses you've come up against but the the bosses feel really good to fight i've done i mean i've got i've done all the bosses in the lead up to this what the switchover yeah um and then i've done a couple in the post switchover zone yeah cool cool but i've just been like following the clues you know like yeah, like, yeah. Hey, here's a clue i can't interpret it uh, it's too abstract pay 300 buckaroos to get them to tell me what where to go go there yeah also how good is the dialogue in the shop isn't that shit just hilarious so <laughs> yeah i wasn't prepared you know at first i was kind of just like skipping through it and then i realized i could chat to him and then he told me a cool story and i was like oh have i just been missing out on all of the stories that he could be telling me <laughs> yeah totally yeah um there's um, yeah way more detail there than you expect yeah yeah the a, a short section of spoiler for that game um though maybe it'll urge people to play it even more so if you want to skip ahead 30 seconds feel free but there's a part where, uh, right before the switch happens, where a dude with, like, you deliver the scroll or whatever, and mm -hmm. the dude with the gun is given the scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, I gotta go. And then you, you end up working in the shop, and he, he, he comes back, and then, like, you say some lines that the shopkeeper had said, like, almost <laughs> yeah. as if it was fated and stuff. And yeah. that stuff was really, like, I loved all that stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, uh, so good. The tone they strike with that shit is just perfection. Yes. And so the reason I got into that actually was I was hearing a lot about that um, 
RPG that the that that studio made. Uh, I'm waiting for Xbox to launch. I'm vamping while it's launching. It's not going fast enough. Sea of Stars. Oh, is that from the same studio? Yes. Oh, yes. I've been hearing good things about that game, but I yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about it to be honest. I played like the first fifteen minutes, and I was like, I need to play the messenger. Oh. This is so full of personality, and I must know who these characters are. Right. Because um, apparently, there's a bunch of returning characters. Oh no, shit. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, it looks it looks beautiful. The the, the messenger itself has cool graphics when you go between like future and past and mm-hmm. like the art in the sea of stars is what it's called is just fantastic so keen to get my my pixely uh chip tuny brain into gear oh yeah we love that on that one and then i've been playing a good amount of cyberpunk 2077 oh. ever since the patch came out no shit nice mm. you you uh you got past the first quest there <laughs> yeah you were able to do that <laughs> i was yeah impressive, yeah impressive. that's that's so amazing i i still need to see the video of how you goofed it so bad yeah i um i got it off the ps5 and i've just converted those whack ps5 video files into something i can work with so it's coming it's it's on its way hell yeah what file format does the ps5 spit out i've never seen it before literally could not tell you just yeah, a, bu- right. a bunch of random numbers and letters. And I was like, all right, well, that doesn't work in like any video editor I have access to. <laughs> right. Wow. Did you know they have a share button and you can share straight to a YouTube channel? No, I did not know yeah, that. It's pretty good. I used that when I was collecting reference for video game stuff. Uh, oh. I was like playing a bunch of games, you press share, and it just goes straight to an unlisted channel. Or it's a listed channel, but it's an unlisted video. Oh, that's, uh, that's nifty. And then you can download it straight from YouTube, which is which is uh, much better than whatever file format I'm sure it, it natively records in. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's good advice. I might follow that advice next time. Yeah, and for the dear listener who feels like getting videos off their PlayStation. Hell yeah. You know you can rely on us for quality tips at It's Almost the Weekend. That's right. Quality tips, bathroom <laughs> advice. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then I was playing, oh, I was playing another game. Oh, um, Slay the Spire. A little bit of Slay the Spire at the start oh, of the week. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So that's been, that's been pretty good. What about you? What have you been doing? What have you been playing? Um, yeah, I've been good. I've been, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Slay the Spire. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to beat the secret boss with every character on the highest difficulty. And oh my god! I've beat I've beat two of the characters. I got two to go, and it's just it's so much fun. It's just so much fun. You know, I'll I'll play it for twenty minutes and do like five runs in that time. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just Dude. you you immediately know whether the run is going to be successful or not within like the yeah, first five right. minutes. It's um yeah, it's just a ball. It's just a ball. Uh- I, when I was playing that earlier in the week, I could not get past the second boss. Like I just couldn't, like in most instances, I couldn't get, even get up to it. I got killed by some elite in the second phase. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I need to have, have you over at some point or share a screen. Or actually, I can't share a screen, switch screen. But yeah, next time we hang out, I'll have to sh- have you over my shoulder to, oh my God. to coach me in the ways. I would love that. I would love that. Free Slay the Spy coaching. Email us 
And it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com. Email Darian and it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com. I have no advice to give you. Uh, I can recommend you play the game. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I can't stand by my advice either. I might give shit advice. I've got like nearly 400 hours this game. Probably not that good. <laughs> uh, look, I'm sure if you're beating the secret boss with every character, it's uh, you've probably got some things to say about Slay the Spire that are valuable. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll take that. Potentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's not let's not put all our eggs in one basket. Um, mm. But yeah, been been smashing a lot of Slay the Spire. I mean, on the Switch, it's just so easy to pick up. Um, oh, and heads up to anyone just indulging since we did that episode where I just fucking gushed about Slay the Spire for 40 minutes. Um, go to the options menu and turn on fast mode because oh. if if y'all are out there playing on the normal mode it's so fucking slow i saw a clip of normal mode the other day and like i haven't played normal mode in years but my word you you got to go to options and click fast mode because it just mm. speeds up all the animations so you're like not waiting for cards to play and enemies to to attack and that kind of thing yeah right awesome i will definitely do that hell yeah um, yeah, look, I have been playing, uh, some of that humanity, which we'll talk about oh, later. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I started up, uh, Rogue Legacy 2, which oh, nice. yeah. has been on my list for a while. And it's part of that, uh, PS plus game pass situation that I've got access to at the moment. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's not really that different from the first one. Um, honestly, it kind of feels exactly the same, just with a two slapped on the front. But uh, it's it's good. I mean, the first one was good, and this one is is also good. It's um, yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's a bit different in the context of roguelikes and roguelites these days. You know, when Rogue Legacy first came on the scene, roguelites didn't exist, so it was like very attractive. It was like, whoa, what is this new experience? It's like the yeah. progression system is incredible. Um, but it's been 15 years now and there have been a lot of games that have come out and improved upon the formula and, uh, you know, added their own twists in and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, Rogue Legacy 2 does feel a bit dated in that Mm. regard. Like it just, it's not really that different from the first one. And because of that, it, it feels a bit old school in its presentation. Um, mm. especially um, because it's so similar to like Dead Cells and even Hades in, in the way it plays and the way you unlock things. Right. Um, but yeah, it's still a good time and like the music is a bop and the gameplay is still pretty tight. So uh, no, no complaints from me, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely not like the rogue, like I was kind of hyped to play, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I was, I don't know, because they were so um, iconic with the first one and, you, you know, they coined the phrase uh, roguelite. I was just like, ooh, what have they done this time? You know, have they brought that pizzazz and, and that those fresh ideas? And it, it just seems more of like a reiterative sequel than, right. um, than something that, that presses on new ground. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty fair expectation, right? Like, if you've got a, the game company and the game series that coined a new term, which has been used over and over again, you'd think that there would be some level of, um, you know, expertise level at mm. creating the next version of that or going, you know, 
pushing pushing it harder but maybe it does maybe like as the game progresses there's some there's some twisty twisty turns yeah that's true i've only played for a couple hours and you know what's there is good and they've uh they've spent a bit more time with designing platforming challenges which is really cool because the movement is it's not quite hollow knight but it's very similar and so you know there's a dash and like a down slap so you can bounce off enemies and bounce off lanterns or whatever and so yeah they've they've definitely put some more effort in creating some movement challenges that's like feels fresh and fun um but man there's just been so many games since the first rogue legacy so yeah we'll we'll see i'll keep i'll keep playing it because it's not uh you know it's not too intensive on the old uh brain you can just whack that onto a couple of runs and it feels good nice um hell yeah while while we were talking just before i was looking at some stats on our uh on our pod page and oh, yeah. uh, just a quick shout out to our u.s contingency there's like twice as many u.s listeners these days as there are <laughs> australian listeners i don't know when that happened but hell yeah maybe it's yeah. because um you know when whenever i listen to people from another nation speak it's immediately mm. better because the accent mm. is not what i'm used to whereas yeah. like australians tuning in they hear this nasally bullshit and they're like no nah, i've heard that i know what they're gonna talk about <laughs> <laughs> i've heard that <laughs> uh hell yeah though shout out shout out to those u.s fans fans (laughs) listeners people who have listened to our voices they're they're mega fans we've only got fans it's like you've if you've listened once you're a lifetime fan yeah 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 (laughs) well shall we get into some chicken aka news aka wings aka slabs (laughs) yeah i got i got a bunch of chicken this week um how do you want to play this do you want to go one by one i'll I'll go and then you hit me back um yeah i feel like there might be a little crossover this this time with uh what with all the unity news and mm, such but mm-hmm. um I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go first and then we'll go from there feel free to tackle the big unity dog up front if you like i'm, I'm not i'm not opposed all right all right um no i'll slap you with some little nugs first all right all right um oh fuck no this one's about unity all right we'll skip that uh all right how about some star citizen news um so they recently released alpha 3.2 uh which if that means nothing to you right on means nothing to me either um, but one stat that came out of this alpha is the, uh, the $600 million game, which we've spoken about a couple of times on this podcast. But some new information that I got was that that $600 million comes from just over 4.8 million backers. And I was thinking, what? I was thinking those, those are some generous fucking backers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is, is there like a tiny subset of them that have paid a million each? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's, it's that much, but there would definitely be, uh, uh, you know, the outliers that have yeah. paid thousands of dollars for this game. Uh, and I just thought that was so interesting and also an example of, of how the internet is so cool sometimes how how this game that really probably should have never reached production stage mm. um, is just overflowing with capital and it's got all these backers that are continuing to funnel money into it and it's just yeah. it's just like the most insane hobby project gone bonkers yeah hell yeah 
Um, is yeah, I think some of those uh, early Baccaroonies were for <laughs> specific ships as well. Like I think that's kind of right. how these people have been garnering some of their fundage is um, through yeah. If you if you pay a big amount of money, you'll you'll get access to this ship forever, and it's very good. Right, um, right. Game, yeah, which is kind of kind of bonkers. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you said, I'm I'm excited for the day that that game fi- finally drops and it's like a the the gamosphere is, is fever pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. And also, what do they call it? I mean, as far as I understood, when you're working on a video game and you've got the beta and the alpha and all this stuff, it's generally zero point something something something, and then version one is like the release, and so. I just thought it was funny that Star Citizen is up to Alpha 3.2, you know, like they've just been making this game for so long that <laughs> what what is the release going to be? Technical difficulties. <laughs> and fading the music back in. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. You've re-established order. Thank you very much. What were we talking about? Star Citizen. Star Citizen. I mean, that's all I've got to say. Yeah, it's great. Go Star Citizen. We can't wait to play you in like 15 years. Yes, yes. When I'm old and in the retirement home and like on the, uh, you know, kidney dialysis machine, I'll be hooked up to the Star Citizen <laughs> VR mode and having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sick i look forward to that future uh all right i do have some bits and bobs but they're all in relation to unity i didn't realize that i've not organized my new segment very well this week yeah i mean i haven't either right <laughs> this is this is fantastic content then uh, uh, is, it, is our audio kind of out of sync i feel like um it's it's fine it's fine all right, we're going to fade in. I've got a, a half a nug to kick off this Unity thing. Sure, I'll do one little nug before you jump in there, shall I? All right. All right, because this is not Unity related. Oh, great, uh, great. So there is a train workers strike happening uh, over in October, and it happens to coincide with the PAX weekend. Oh, Yes, so this is more of like a public service announcement style piece of chicken. Interesting. Um, And so it's between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. on Friday, October 6, and again on Wednesday, October 11. So if you're traveling into the packs on the Friday, just either get there early or find another way in, I guess. Yep. Because, yeah, you won't be able to get on any trains. Turns out public transport is very useful. Yeah, who knew? (laughs) um that's my that's my nug next nug please (laughs) darion here is the next nug all right we got uh app lovin beloved developer app lovin uh they have launched a project called uni free and it utilizes chat chat gpt and it's gonna help remove some of the busy work when you change engines from unity oh (laughs) okay (laughs) <laughs> I was wondering what was going on there. So this is um, App Lovin's response to what's been going on with Unity. Is that right? Yeah, they, yeah. They yeah. didn't get their acquisition, and now they're, they're spitting the dummy. Exactly. So this is uh, open source. It's on GitHub, uh, and it it obviously 
doesn't do the whole shebang changing engines is going to be a huge undertaking but it yeah. does take away some of the busy work for your uh, your programmers there um and i just thought that the internet works so quickly sometimes you know it's been a week and everyone's just like all right these are the tools you can use like it's uh it's it's very impressive but we have had some fairly recent unity uh, news regarding all the backlash that we were talking about last mm. week um yep. and so do you want to maybe do you want to maybe kick this bad boy off sure I, before i do there was just a, a little comment i saw on a tiktok video talking about um someone that's been working on a game in unity for four years this is prior to the recent announcement where they like walked back, back a bunch of changes yeah um one of the comments was someone should make an automated tool to port unity projects to unreal and it's got 381 up upvotes or whatever i don't know how that works on tiktok but i was just like do you realize the insanity of such a tool like <laughs> you've just asked for like a god level device that yeah. could you know, level cities basically it's that that level of um of power uh, yeah it's not it's nuts the the brains that these commenters have it's just... <laughs> the brains that these commenters have oh my god yeah and and uh uni free is grounded in reality if you go to that yes. github page it tells you exactly what it's going to help with it's it's by no means a one-to-one -one transition i'm actually really curious as to what uni free is trying to do let me oh that's not it uh one sec no because i, I want to know like what processes it's kind of moving through it's the prototype <laughs> we're off the rails there's no nothing. i want to go off the rails hard here <laughs> scan source project like detect eligible eligible files for migration use chat gpt to translate cs files into go.arts from oh and 3d classes oh it's using chat gpt right that's what you said <laughs> uh well, there's not much information here it just says uses chat gpt that's terrifying. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the very first things, and we mentioned this in our NFT episode, talking about um, asset um, cross-pollination or what was the oh, word they use? Oh, I can't yeah. remember. But yeah, just the difference in the up vector between engines is already quite an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, yep. Z up and Unity is Y up. I'm not sure what Godot is, but it's probably y, y up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay some assets you can't even get out of engines and, and yeah whatever anyway i'm not sure exactly how how this goes but i'd be keen to see you know exactly how much it gets over yeah and and whether it's improved um in time you know i imagine it's it's very bare bones now just a mm -hmm. week out of all the unity um bull crap uh but we but we should say that this uh recent news is is regarding some some backpedaling not a lot of backpedaling in my opinion but basically and correct me if i'm wrong here Jeff, unity has come out and said that there's basically going to be a new version of unity in 2024 and yep. all of the uh install bullshit and the monetization models that they're trying to push is only going to apply to that new version of unity so if you've already released a game on Unity or you're currently building a game in Unity, you don't have to worry about this monetization model that they're trying to push. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 
that yeah it's weird right like when we talk about like the statement from metacrit who are the who are the slay the spire team uh we think about silk song that's been in development for a while and is is being made on unity it it does tarnish that development somewhat because i can't imagine once these games release that they're going like the developers are going to use unity again you know they they may have to use an old version of unity to like update the game as you know if like what if they want to release dlc you know like is unity actually going to support the versions of unity that are currently out once their new version is out uh yeah yeah it again it just feels like unity haven't really thought about this that much and <laughs> yeah they're just yeah it's just a bunch of execs in a boardroom uh throwing around ideas and just making statements on anything that sticks and yeah, yeah they keep doing that corporate thing where they say we've listened to your feedback but they haven't they're not listening <laughs> at all they're just they're not listening and so yeah. it's yeah I, I i mean i don't know how those developers feel i haven't really seen any takes from mm-hmm. the developers that spoke out and said this is a really bad move um so yeah i'd be interested to see what happens with games currently in development whether the developers just you know it's it's a lot of money to develop a game and if you're 70% of the way through, it's it's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions to, to change engine at that stage. Mm-hmm. And so do they just, you know, bite their lip and say, all right, well, this is fucked. We're releasing uh, this game using an engine that we effectively don't trust and we don't know what the future holds for um, maintaining this game through this engine, but we're just going to do it and then mm. change engines for our future games like it's yeah yeah it's it's a bit of a mess yeah so there's a few parts to that um i guess first part is from what i've seen in terms of reception to this news from indie developers and just developers in general across twitter slash x.com i'm not going to call it x.com anymore that sucks it's still twitter to me um <laughs> across twitter saying that the changes proposed are um across the board pretty acceptable like they the the runtime stuff actually only still applies um yeah to projects that are on upgraded versions of unity from 2024 Mm -hmm. um so from the version 2020 that's how they label the the unity versions that they versioned on the year Mm -hmm. um so it the 2024 version of unity could drop you know, halfway through 2024 or maybe even at the start of 20 or sorry, towards the end of 2023, you right. know, to get people ready to move over. So it's, it's not necessarily based on what, what year you're in. It's just, it's, you know, approximately around that time. Right. Anyway, okay. um, there's, they've also given developers the choice of whether or not they want to engage <clears throat> with this runtime fee revenue share model. So oh. they're saying we're giving you the choice of either a 2.5 revenue share or the calculated amount based on the number of new people engaging with your game each month. Both of the both of these numbers are self-reported and data you have already uh, you already have available. You will always be billed on the lesser amount. Hmm. So, yeah, whichever ends up being lesser. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm, my throat tickles. One sec. <laughs> You're right. So that 
makes me think, okay, so that that is honestly good news, but how much damage have they done? Yes, that's the third point I was getting to, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the problem now is not that, you know, um, there's still you know, threads remaining in this statement. There are, of course, still threads and questions unanswered in the most recent statement. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure on which they are, but apparently they're there. Um, and uh, yeah, that the, the developer base that is uni using Unity as a product is now a little bit flighty as a result mm -hmm. of this news. And so it's like, well, what's going to stop them from doing this again? Mm. I guess the thing that stops them from doing this again is the exact same thing that happened this time. <clears throat> is that yeah the the outcry will be so bad they'll lose a, a bunch more bad faith a bunch more good faith that they've built up over the years and it'll just mm -hmm. be another another chip chip in the or another what would you call it uh another point of damage uh that they probably can't afford to take so yeah 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 hard agree <coughs> i can't <laughs> oh my god joe are you okay i would be patting yeah. you on the back right now if i were there i would be massaging those shoulders making sure you're fit and ready thank you um, yeah. i might just cue the music i just need to get some water yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, fade the music out, fade the voices in. It's happening. It's happened. <clears throat> I'm going to hit you with two more quick nugs before yeah. we dive into humanity. Sounds good. Uh, we got some leaked documents from <laughs> the whole Activision Blizz kerfuffle, and uh, mm -hmm. they revealed a bunch of uh, roadmaps uh, for future Bethesda titles. So this document was created in 2020, uh, and it included uh, such hubristic pearls as Starfield slated <laughs> for 2021. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the document also seems to confirm a new Doom game, um, a Fallout 3 remaster, and Dishonored 3. And wow. next to the new Doom game and Fallout 3 remaster, I've, uh, I've got no shit in parentheses, but to mm -hmm. see Dishonored 3 on the table is, is really quite exciting because I feel like those Dishonored games never sell as well as they should. And you can tell they're made with so much love and they're just such a great time. And yeah, love, love to see a, a sequel in that series. But yeah, this, this is, you know, leaked from 2020, the whole Starfield in 2021, like these people are obviously out of their minds. So yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure. Who knows how much of that is, is yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. 2021 Starfield is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last nugget I got is uh, my Returnal review is out on ballapp.net. Oh. Um, so check that shit out. I, uh, I really loved it. Spoilers. Uh, but yep. you probably already know that. <laughs> um, yeah, hell yeah. I had a little peek. I haven't read through it yet, but I just had a little flick through it. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. Need to give it a read. Sick. Point. Sick. The old, the old text review. Um, <laughs> yeah, we love it. We love text reviews here. <laughs> All right. You ready to uh, dive into some humanity? 
yeah, let's let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> this this is one of those episodes, y'all. Uh, you know what else we we uh, that I just realized is I haven't come up with a list of games for the, <laughs> for the next thing. <laughs> we're gonna have right, to f- we're gonna have to fade the music again later on. We'll, oh. we'll we'll handle it later. This is it's just low and breezy. We're all chill, you know. You're sitting on Thank that you. train. You're yep. in that car. You're just relaxed. You're listening to two morons, but that's <laughs> fine. You know, there's so, so, somehow that's relatable. Um, all right, are you ready to? Uh, to to spiel yeah i'm ready to spiel uh do you want to go first or shall i go first um i don't know (laughs) you go Uh, first you go first (laughs) okay 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 um i've got a bit of a shorter spiel this week but oh this this time all right uh hopefully it's got enough info that you can kind of get my feelings my that you can kind of understand the way i feel hell yeah all right here we go Humanity is like a painting that you get by sitting with it. You can gaze into its brushstrokes for a good while before you either decide to move on to the next piece or leave the gallery because Rothko is cool, but just not for you. It's a puzzle box filled with slow motion confetti. It's something you realize you can break and nothing bad will happen. Safety. Uh, Humanity is like chilling out with a smart friend who always... seems to know where the conversation should go, but never forces your hand. Uh, Armored Core rips at my attention, the messenger tugs at my heart, and Cyberpunk 2.0 waits for my internet to start working again. This was written at a time when my internet was broken. Um, <laughs> and humanity rests under my pillow. Uh, I ran out of patience for humanity, but there's something here for people who like sitting with a cup of tea on a Sunday morning uh, with the Sudoku. Puzzle enjoying big brain having slow kings. Uh, I'm just not cut out for that shipper life. That's my review. That's that's nice. That was very mm. pleasant to listen to. Um, I love that Armored Core got in there. I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like you really like Armored Core, Joe. <laughs> I loved Armored Core. Fucking amazing. Give me big robots any time of the day. Uh, yeah, sick. Um, okay, well, mine's quite similar, so maybe we'll just jump straight into mine and then we can we can bounce around. Sure. Uh, humanity eats into the weeknight like too many shandies for the boys. It's a little <laughs> morbid. It's kind of cute. It's quick to lull you into an in-between state that makes solving problems cool, man. However, it's not without its negatives. Plank humanity is like going on a first date with someone who doesn't ask any questions. You start off feeling giddy to be playing the game, and then before the main course arrives, you're already thinking of another developer. There's Mm. clunk in the controls, and the presentation is prosaic. I kind of liked humanity, and humanity kind of liked me back, but it wasn't meant to be. That's my spiel. Very good. Yes, Uh, lovely. I feel like we had very similar experiences. So yeah, totally. It, How far did you get is my follow-up to that. Um, I got to the third uh, statue in the overworld. Oh, uh, so did your orb change colours? Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay. It was blue. Okay. Um, but yeah, I got a little further than that. Yeah, okay. I uh, Yeah, look, if I'm being honest, I ultimately found it kind of boring. 
Yeah, uh, that was my problem with it too. Yeah. <laughs> like all of these long, lovely, flowery sentences we've written with similes and metaphors. <laughs> and in the end, the most, <laughs> the most uh, what's it called, pertinent way to put it is this game's kind of boring. <laughs> it is kind of boring. Um, yeah. And it was boring for a couple of reasons. So the, the start of the game is quite good. It introduces new mechanics at a satisfying rate it has these levels that start you off in a position where you're like uh you can kind of see where you need to start uh putting down your little symbols so basically you have symbols that guide your lemming people and mm -hmm. you can put jumps down and they jump and you can make them float um, and there are a couple others that you get introduced straight away and it's kind of cool. You're like, all right, this is chill. The music is really good. The music is like, it, it, it's kind of what made me write that line about lulling you into problem solving mode mm -hmm. because it's yeah. kind of weird. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just chill music. It kind of reminds yeah. me of like Brian Eno ambient stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so the 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 whole vibe is is quite cool. And then it starts taking away, uh, you know, the jump ability and the float ability, and it just mm. starts making things really boring because mm. you've already had access to these abilities. And sure, the level design changes. But ultimately, because the controls are a little bit clunky, as in they're responsive, but I guess when you are actually solving the puzzle, you're running around, you're, you're placing the, the arrows, you're placing the jump things for your lemming dudes. It's kind of slow, even they, mm -hmm. that you unlock a fast forward button, but even the fast forward button is not fast enough. And... Mm. I just found myself quite bored running around, going as fast as I could and putting down these symbols and then I'd have to wait and then I'd put down a symbol and wait and then, you know, my lemmings would have their path all ready to go and I'd just be sitting there holding the fast forward button and, yeah, yeah just just kind of boring. Like, every every time... I stopped playing humanity. It wasn't me stopping playing a video game. It was me changing to another video game. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's very well put. Yeah. 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 It's sort of like I said, like, you know, armored cord rips at my attention and cyberpunk is just waiting for me, you know, like I, yeah. there's so many other things that I feel like I would rather be playing. Yeah. Um, and that's not a good sign, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I feel the same. The, the other thing that I wanted to throw out there was that, oh, two things. Um, pressing fast forward and watching your guys go never felt like knocking down the dominoes and watching them go. Mm. You know, like I feel like that's the feeling that they were trying to go for, maybe. Right. But yep. it always just felt like waiting for the pizza to warm up in the microwave. <laughs> like it never felt like a... <laughs> like you know like the results of your of your of your toilings just turned turned into beautiful colors and confetti though it did appear that way it just never felt that way yeah hard so. agree hard agree that's a great analogy with the waiting for the microwave because that is exactly yeah. what it felt like it yeah it was weird this this game didn't really give you the feedback that makes puzzle games satisfying 
Mm. Um, and I think maybe because the last puzzle game I played was The Witness, which is effectively yeah. a masterpiece. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was a bit, yeah, underwhelmed the entire time, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it does interesting things and it starts to move in interesting directions, but then, yeah, it pulls things away from you again. And it's like, no, 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 we've mm. got some more things we have to show you. Yeah. What if you could use less tools to solve puzzles that are basically the same thing? It's like, oh, yeah. Oh no. And and um, the the problem with that is when they give you less tools to to make up because this is later in the game, you know, like you've been introduced to a bunch of tools, the level design is getting more complex, and so to make up for the fact that they're giving you less tools, they make the levels really long and windy and yeah. it's just it's not that satisfying to go and lay down all these directions in in a long level and there's often misdirection in the level design. So you'll think mm-hmm. you've got the right path and then it turns out you don't and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'll go and fix that. But like none of it is satisfying. It's just, yeah, yeah it kind of feels like, have you seen Severance, the TV show? No. There's this uh, uh, thing they do in Severance where like, uh, the main characters work for this company and part of their work is just uh, dragging numbers to the bin. And it <laughs> reminded me of the work they do in Severance. It was yeah. it was just kind of mundane and boring, but the presentation is cool, a, a mm-hmm. pretty simple, but cool. And the music is great, but yeah, it just felt like the actual gameplay wasn't engaging enough. Totally. Yeah. So after you finish the blue orb, um, mm-hmm. he, he explodes and you play a final level with him where you kind of use a bunch of stuff that you had learned mm-hmm. in various um, configurations. Mm-hmm. And then he goes away and a new orb comes and he's like uh, orange or something or green. I think he's green. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, hey, I'm the green orb. Uh, I'm going to be way more. Um, what's the word he uses? Uh, not enticing. Um, he uses some word that was like, uh, we'll see about that, you know, like I feel like <laughs> these puzzles are oh, engaging. Uh, I'll oh, be way more right. engaging than the blue orb. Oh. And then his his main quirk is that you don't, the, the level effectively starts paused until you hit go. And so you have to run around setting up all of the stuff and then hit go and then watch the guys. And once you hit go, you can't change anything. Right, okay. That's his quirk. And so like, yeah, it's basically how I was playing the other mode but with just with the freedom to move more you know right. during the, the souls phase right so i was like this is less engaging <laughs> <laughs> now i have to hit force fast forward for longer to wait for everything to finish um Ugh. and uh in the third f- uh, level with him it was like this big kind of wall and there was a bunch of steps on the way down to the exits and there was numerous exits and numerous entrances for the guys to walk out of and the wall had like little yeah little steps poking out of it mm-hmm. and it wasn't maybe this was just like me and my perception of space but it wasn't clear you know if turning your guy left off this ledge would land him on the floor below or below that or you know like it, it wasn't clear like where the guys were going to go oh, and i was like right like it was like yeah. an escher painting like it was just yeah sort of but not intentionally like <laughs> right. I, this is where it feels like there's i noticed in the menus there's like a play in vr mode and if i could look at this from like any angle in vr like i think that would be 
more enjoyable in that instance instance to solve them though maybe still not that fun right but definitely more compatible with that style of puzzle yeah okay um but i was just like looking at it and watching you know i was like placing some things and i was like oh i gotta get the gold guys because i need to finish this thing and and the gold guys are all the way down there and i don't know how to get down there and yeah i was just like this is not at this point i'm not having a good time <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. that's where i left it i was just yeah struggling to you know I, like i think that's the thing that with the portal does really well you know is it like gives you space to experiment and like mm. you can see all the pieces for the most part and it's just like once you kind of assemble them you're like oh now i know now i know how to solve it mm. whereas this was like i can't even see all the pieces like i don't I can't, it's not clear the pieces that i'm supposed to you know i have the the arrows mm -hmm. but i don't know where the arrows end me end up right. and the process of experimenting isn't enjoyable to to get me to that point right of like piecing it all together and and that's um that's a big thing right because in portal it's it's really fun to experiment mm. um but with something like this the experimentation isn't fun and the payoff isn't satisfying and mm. i feel like for a puzzle game you need at least one of those things to to mm. really engage you and so mr mr green sun or green orb over there um with his with his you know engagement fallacy uh <laughs> yeah it just it it wasn't enough like there there were no tendrils to speak of you know some yeah. like you know armored core has those tendrils in you my friend uh <laughs> but this i didn't even i didn't even feel a waiver of of some prehensile tendril with this game it was just <laughs> it was there was nothing there was nothing there yes. and it was it was kind of like you say a sudoku like it was a way to pass the time yeah but it yeah. it was I don't know. It was just antithetical to the reason why I play video games. Like for some new experience, experience to like overcome something, and like you got to get some serotonin out of it. And yeah, this this was just a bit of a blank canvas in not mm. a good way for me. Yeah, yeah, I can see it being. Man, it's hard because like it kind of sort of leans on this um, visual you know, feast, you know, like it's like I said, the painting, like it went, yeah. once you set all the guys up and they're all running around the stage, it has that feeling of like, yeah, this is a feast for the eyes, mm -hmm. but the actual stuff that you're doing and the way that you, you get there isn't, isn't enjoyable. Right. And so, yeah, I'm trying to like, think of like ways that it relates to the Sudoku idea, you know, like mm -hmm. there's some, there's, there's something really nice about like having the newspaper or a magazine or something that you're holding and you're just having a little drink of coffee and you're like watching the news or like, yeah. you know, salt, putting some numbers down and yeah. having a little chat. This feels like it can't, doesn't allow for that, mm. that aspect, even though that's what I, I feel like that's kind of the niche that it's, that's my idea of where I would place it is yeah. that kind of game. And then I'm like, oh, I should, in that case, it should go on the phone, but I don't think it runs on the phone. I think it's like a PlayStation 5 game, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it just, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one to be like, hey, here's how I would fix it because I don't know, I don't know how I would fix it. Yeah, I it made me it made me think was Lemmings not that good? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I had this note about Lemmings. Uh, where is it? Um, 
Where is the note about Lemmings? Lemmings without the nostalgia, maybe without the joy. And then I was like, is the nostalgia for Lemmings the joyful part? And was <laughs> Lemmings actually good? Like, Yeah. yeah I mean, it, we would have been very young when we played Lemmings. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have good memories of it. I have, you know, memories of that satisfaction. But, yeah, maybe, maybe don't revisit Lemmings, people. <laughs> maybe it's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, well, Lemmings had this thing where it was like, it didn't have the relax factor, you know, like when right. a bunch, like millions of guys walk off a ledge in humanity, it's like, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whereas in Lemmings, it was like, oh, sh- I got to restart the level. Because yeah. Because like, yeah. my guys are all gone. Yeah. And they need at least three guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it did need that factor. Maybe the whole tone of relaxation was the, was the wrong way to go with this one, mm. despite the music being really good. I think, yeah, it's funny because the music is a hundred percent in line with that tone, but maybe, maybe the music just needs to be transplanted onto a, a better puzzle game. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of yeah. how I feel. Yeah. And I had like, did you play with any of the user made content? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah. There was apparently, maybe I'll look at that after this. I don't know though. The, there's like a bunch of, you know, user submitted levels and you can make your own levels. Oh, cool. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's so like, you know, if the best that it has to offer is in those first few levels, it's just like, man, I don't know what you, what humans are going to be able to do with, <laughs> with these brushes. <laughs> totally. Uh, normies. I mean, everyone's humans, even the developers, but yeah, normies. normies. <laughs> no. They don't make games for livings. So. Uh, uh. Cool. Well, shall we talk about the next game yeah. that we're going to play? Yeah, yeah. I mean, are we fading in the music again? I think we've yeah. got to fade the music. Here Unfortunately, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got our we've got our D4. We've got our games. Joe, got our games. Do the honors. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to him. We've got quite a list of games this week, folks. All right. Okay, I rolled a three, which means we play Lawnmower Sim. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, dude. (laughs) I told you. We are playing Lawnmower Simulator this month. I can't believe this, dude. (laughs) Look. You said you wanted to put a fucked game on there, and you you said we're definitely gonna roll lawnmower simulator. <laughs> yeah, you said you said put it on there, and I was like, all right, then. we're I mean, both at fault, I think. Look, we were talking about simulators early this episode. It's you know, yeah, it's, we're we're closing the loop. I uh, the only simulator I've I've played is that uh, power wash simulator, and that. Yeah, that, that wasn't all that enticing. So I'm I'm interested to give another simulator a go. Oh God. Okay. Um, <laughs> should oh, I, it actually had a subtitle in the in the game name? Um, uh-huh. but I guess if the listener wants to play along, they can just go to their PlayStation and surely there's only one lawnmower simulator on there, right? Right. I mean, who knows? There could be like lawnmower simulator seven rhizome revenge like who fucking knows <laughs> hang on one sec lawnmower oh actually i'm not clicking the computer i'm just going look <laughs> what are you doing do i do i need to fade the music in again 
Okay, hold on. What, uh, what are you doing? Uh, okay. Are you even near a microphone right now? Yeah, I'm near a microphone. Fuck oh you. my god. Um, okay, yes, it is just called Lawn Mowing Simulator. <laughs> Lawn Mowing Simulator, holy shit. Alright, um, alright, this... Yeah. This has this has been a time. <laughs> oh, maybe it's called Landmark Edition. Look, you know what? Next week we'll report back and tell you exactly which edition we're using. It's so disorganized. We can't. We've been doing this for over a year. We can't even choose a game properly. This is a video game uh. podcast, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is probably our most uh, helper skelper episode for sure. We're we're off the rails big time oh my god uh, just as well that's where that's where we're going to end it <laughs> yeah all right well game for october is lawnmower simulator one of the editions we'll we'll report back with the specific edition we're going to play next week um but look if you can if you can chase that bad boy down on steam um, i'm sure it's going to be quite similar yep or if you've got access to the playstation plus library of the games that you get with that subscription it's on there for free <laughs> yeah great so if you pay your monthly subscriber toll like a lawnmower simulator is now at the top of your list <laughs> yeah yeah i love the games that i've played with the very um valuable playstation subscription that i've got so far it's humanity and lawnmower simulator <laughs> There's games like oh Demon Souls on there. There's Shadow of the Colossus remake on there. Dude, I'm Some telling you. Amazing ya. games on there. I'm telling you, throw Cyberpunk in the bin and get on that Demon Souls shit because it is it is quality. In the bin. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> no. Having no. a good time. No. It lives in the bin, Joe. No. Uh, I'm throwing uh, all of those games in the bin to play Lawnmower Simulator. <laughs> Fuck. I can, I know I'm going to get a text from you at like 11 p.m. tonight where you're like, dude, Lawnmower Simulator is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. There's a lot of different types of lawnmowers on the front. That's exciting. I know what you must be thinking. The elevator music again. But it's for a really good reason. That last bit about the uh, exciting aspect of Lawnmower Sim, it wasn't exciting. Joe did a very gallant thing. He played the game a couple of hours after we finished this recording session. Uh, the game was trash. I received such texts as, uh, it's not a game. Gonna be real. We might have to re-roll our game club game. And uh, the Coupe de Gras. I was expecting more than one audio sample for the hedge trimmer. That's my Joe voice, by the way. He's doing a really bad American accent for some reason. Anyway, Joe wanted to re-roll the Game Club game, and I was all for it. I mean, Lawnmower Simulator. You should have seen the other games we had on that list. And so Joe has decreed that we will be playing Shadow of the Colossus. 
huge step up. We've played some average games this year. Shadow of the Colossus Remaster, it's gonna come in and change everything. I'm pretty sure it was done by Bluepoint, who did the Demon Souls remake, so there's some pedigree there. You can get excited for a very manageable seven hours completion time on average. And so, yep, October Game Club, Shadow of the Colossus Remaster, we can't wait. We'll mention it in future episodes, just in case you didn't get up to this part in the podcast, which, in all honesty, we don't blame you. We love you all the same. All right, thank you. This has been real hell to be the editor on this one. I mean, this is just a straight-up mess. All right, goodbye. Oh, Jesus. All right, well, uh, if y'all played Humanity and and you want to hit us up with those comments, uh, you can email us at itsalmosttheweekendpod at gmail.com. And we will uh, we will read that shit aloud. Uh, but yeah, any any closing thoughts on the fluster cluck that has been the last hour? No, I don't think so. Thanks for your patience, I guess. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for your patience. We hope you have a lovely weekend, and we'll see you next time. It's almost the weekend again. Yay! Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>